Welcome to Behind the Lectern. Since 2006, your host, Jeff Klein, has been working with speakers at all levels, from beginners to Toastmasters International Award winners, from experts to National Speaker Association Hall of Famers. In each episode, Jeff introduces you to some of these speakers as you learn about their speaker journey, how they got started, where they came from, where they're going, and more. Take the lessons they have learned on their way to help you with your own path to make speaking work for you. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to the next episode of Behind the Lectern. My name is Jeff Klein. I'm thrilled to be here with this episode's guest, Dean Hankey, the Dean. Welcome, Mr. Hankey. Well, delighted and excited to be here as always. Thank you, uh, those of you who are in our audience for being here. We're just getting rolling and we'll have some fun. We'll give you a chance to contribute as well along the way. But first, I would like to just give us a little thumbnail introduction of him and then uh, we'll carry on and I'll, I got a bunch of questions for you, sir. Oh, absolutely. Here to serve. That's pretty much all you need to know. Everything else is rudimentary and obsequious and clairvoyant after that. So hi, family. My name is Dean Hankey. I'm the marketing magician and fulfilled events expert. And I help experts like yourself to create fulfilled events on many levels, which is live events that are digital and in the room that are full of the right people filled with profits so you can make massive money doing what you love with no list, no expense, no experience, all in a win-win-win fulfilled way. That's what I do, how I serve, and uh, that's it. And how far along in your journey did speaking come up as a way to further what you do? Uh, you know, that's a good question. Uh, for me, it was a very mixed and measured line. All I've ever done is present from the platform. I've, I've been a performer since I was very, very, very young, since I could literally walk. And of course, when you're five, you don't have to make much of a living. So therefore, I produced, presented, and created my own theme park production show, The Magic Mouse, and his lovely assistant, Miss Cheddar Cheese, <laughs> uh, when I was 12 for a theme park and did that. And from seven on, I was literally making money full time uh, again. When you're seven, you don't have to make much of an income. That being said, uh, living on my own, making a full-time and earning an income as a professional performer and presenter since I was 16 years old, mostly as a performer in that I did uh, casino showrooms, cruise ships, corporate events as a showroom illusionist, a magician. And uh, though along the way, I had a whole bunch of people in an arena best recognized for its failures. You've no doubt heard the phrase starving artist, right? Mm -hmm. um, and there's an old joke that goes along with that, as I'm sure you've heard a million times. And what is the difference between a pizza and a performer? A performer can, uh, rather a pizza can feed a family of four. But <laughs> Now, sad, but unfortunately accurate in the arena of creative arts. Typically, speakers and artists and performers uh, have a passion for a program or a process and no profit pathway established, which is why, uh, you know, we're so grateful for programs like what you do, Jeff, teach performers and presenters how to monetize their business as a professional connector communicator. So that being said, I had the good wherewithal just by sheer happenstance when 
other performers were saying, hey, you're making a living at this. I've been doing this for 40 years. How are you doing it? And I had the good sense and I just simply shared with them. I just helped them. I said, here's what I'm doing. Give it a shot. They've started making some money. Yeah. See if it works for you. Yeah, exactly. See if it works for you. The only good thing I about that is, and this was long before coaching was ever a thing, as it were, right? Um, and I just had the, the common sense to document the processes as I was sharing these ideas and ideals with people. And, um, and therefore, probably one of the first world's first info products was created because I just simply took the information and documented it and then shared it. And so when people came to me and said, how are you doing this? I had the experience instead of having to reshow them individually, I was able to say, here, take this content, go through it. And then when you have questions, come back and I'll walk you, talk you, guide you, coach you, mentor you through the process. So it was really that simple. So, and I'd figured out that if I could spend 30, 60, 90 minutes making a difference in somebody else's day or evening as an entertainer, or if I could spend that same 30, 60, 90 minutes transforming the quality of their forever, there for me was no contest. Yeah. And so I began to speak, preach, teach, nag, serve, support, encourage, spend most of my time as I went from performer to full-time presenter and have had the great good fortune of presenting over 300, uh, rather 30,000 live paid presentations, 150,000 live hours on stage. And uh, literally all over the world, yeah, doing what I love. So that's super, super blessed. So I'm, I'm, I'm imagining that that you don't get carded in the casino if you're the magician. Um, you know, I am in most of the black books, and I either, if they allow me to game, it is with uh, short sleeve shirts, and that's all. <laughs> okay. And uh, though, though most of them, you know, I worked in the casinos for years and years and years, so I have relationships at least. With uh, Reno here, with Blackhawk, with Las Vegas, Atlantic City, some of the places that I've worked all over the world. So I have the great good fortune of having relationships. So I don't get hassled, as it were, but yeah. I do get encouraged. Well, I was thinking you said you started when you were 16, and yeah. I'm wondering about how, how often you were in the casinos working under 21. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> That's okay. It's that one. <laughs> Your answer was very entertaining as well. Wait a minute. I got something for you. <laughs> Missed that question. Thanks for playing, Dean. But what's the what's he win? Uh, <laughs> I liked your so, answer too. Okay, good. Yeah. No, I uh, I was working actually. I was working pre twenty one as a uh, casino showroom performer. The only distinction was that I couldn't hang out or loiter on the casino gaming floor. That was the only major distinction. So when I was not working on stage. And I wasn't traveling to and from there or the restaurant or my vehicle or coming in and out. I had to uh, exit the building. And I'll bet the showgirls loved you as the uh, that you let little guy there. The That's right. Absolutely. Young, young man, eager, magician, all that good stuff. Absolutely. There. I mean, all these beautiful dancers and on this incredible sets and designs and lighting and all this other stuff. I tried to count one night. There must have been like 57 boobs on stage. It was incredible. Thank you for sharing the, was that Steve Martin or Robin Williams? I forget which one. Neither one of those as far as, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, well, you know, the best stuff is uh, (laughs) stolen from somebody else, right? Okay, cool. When it comes to comedy, yep. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I have a a stack of 
of comedy records from when I was a teenager. That was one oh, right of on. my hobbies was getting the, you know, making sure I got all the comedy from the Columbia Records and Tape Record and Tapes Club. So that's right. <laughs> sign that sign that contract with CBS Records and Tape. There you go. Three or four times, I think. That's right. The uh, idea of taking what you were doing successfully and then teaching the next group of folks is, of course, the that's sort of the dream is to, you know, first of all, to be making a living what you love doing and then finding a higher level of something that that you love doing and, and really helping people giving back there. You know, so many folks that launch a business and enterprise and their hearts in the right place, but they don't have all the tools that they need to succeed and yet they dive in anyway right and that's why we have so many folks that make that struggle so what are what are some of the things you talk to uh, and let's let's stick with the creative folks uh sure where do you find their you know number two number one two three struggles some of the the key best strategies if you want to really make making money doing what you love quickly easily and effectively. The first thing is, and it's something you'll ne- probably never hear from anybody else, but this has been the, the, the core of my business success. And that is simply stop looking for gigs, stop looking for bookings, stop looking for, for opportunities for a payday or a paycheck. Instead, look for ways to be of value, look for ways to serve, look for ways to bless and encourage and help other people get more of what they ultimately want, need, desire, and deserve. Now, I know you're all saying, okay, Driftwood, that helps not. Here's the thing. There has to be a specific strategic approach to doing this. So, for instance, let me give you an example. When I was seven, as a performer, as a magician, little fat guy, by the way, and I would waddle into a school and instead of saying, do you hire magicians? I would say, what do you want, need, desire, and deserve? Now, I'm using short language. We have more of a conversation than that. But what do you need? And they'd say, well, we need to, you know, fund our library. We need to, we've got a senior trip coming up and or this. one. Now, this is elementary school, by the way. So I said, if there was a way I could help you do that, would you be at least interested in continuing the conversation? And in 55 years, I've never had anybody say no to that that offer, that intention. I said, great, here's the way we work. We have two payment options. I'll explain them to you both, and then you can choose which makes the most sense to you. One, you pay me. The other, I pay you. Which would you like to talk about first? (laughs) Okay, now, clearly, (laughs) the answer is, well, the one where you pay us. Great, no problem. So as a performer, I have a magic show. Guess what, Judy Garland, Mickey Rooney? You have a barn. (laughs) It's called a multi-purpose room or a cafetorium or a theater or a whatever. Let's do a show. And that. so I brought in, did my equipment. We invited the kids at the school to bring their families back. We do an educational assembly program, say, on a Monday. And on a Wednesday night, we'd invite them and their families to come back And we would sell two to three seatings of families to watch an interactive live theatrical experience called the Positively Magic Show. And we we charged anywhere from five to fifteen dollars back then. And then I said, I'll tell you what, let's just split it. I'll take 50 percent. You take 50 percent. I'm paying you. 
You didn't have to pay for the assembly program. You didn't have to uh, do any of that stuff. So I'd walk out of there with thousands of dollars. They'd walk out with thousands of dollars at no cost or any risks, because if nobody showed up, no foul, no loss. I was the only one out. I was taking all the risk. They were getting all the reward. So it's really a simple idea. Just help people and find a good, solid, strategic, creative way to help people get what they want. Now, how does that work for us as speakers? Okay, let's say again, same model, same principle, same idea. If I went to a nonprofit organization that I care about, that I love, or that you care about, or that you love, and I go to this and say, I was talking with Jeff, and he says, you guys might be interested in a conversation. If I could show you how to generate free funds and awareness for your cause group or organization, would you be interested in furthering the conversation. And they go, oh, we know Jeff. We like Jeff. We trust Jeff. Sure. Let's have a conversation. Plus your offer sounds pretty interesting. I at least want to find out more before I say yes or no to it. Then we just say, I'll tell you what, we'll do a live event, digital, hybrid, offline, doesn't matter. We'll do a live event. We'll entertain, educate, excite, ignite, and not only inspire, but transform the folks who come to this event you know people we don't know. I know people you don't know. Let's just invite our friends to this event and we'll do a revenue share, right? 25 to 75% or 25 to 100% of the tickets. You'll get to keep that and there'll be no risk whatsoever to you in any way, shape or form. So if you want to, as a speaker, have absolute calendar control, you want to choose when you work as often or as little as you work, with whom you work, even where you work, then you might consider working with charitable cause groups and organizations because here's the good news, Freddie. Lean in, whether you're listening or watching. Here's the good news. There's more people and groups that need our help than there are of us trained, poised, positioned, prepared, and ready to serve that need. It's an evergreen, ongoing, sadly, ongoing market. It's a need that won't disappear anytime soon, sadly. So it's really that simple. Just go help people. Now, there's good, better, and best ways to do that. There's creative ways. There's, But, you know, super simple. As a speaker, if I said, Jeff, what if there was a way I could show you how to generate, I don't know, an extra $100,000 over the next first fiscal quarter, over and above what you're already generating as a professional in your industry, would you be at least interested in having that conversation? If I can truly do that, Yeah, I think that uh, you would get my attention. Right, exactly. So that's what you do. You simply serve your way to success. Now, you can't just bliss out on the driveway and wait for the BMW to arrive. You actually have to do something. You have to take action. But that being said, whether it's and in your model and our model as well, the free to fee model, which is you do promotional engagements. In other words, those are not free events. They are complimentary. They are bonus. They are. Yeah, you waive your fee. They're visibility events, whatever. Yeah, as a guest, as as a special privilege to the the grand poobah, we've we've agreed to come and present. And then you simply share your special brand of chocolatey goodness and your value opportunity, whatever it happens to be, your real value proposition, without being slimy or salesy and zero pressure. You simply. You know, go share your special brand of chocolatey goodness for five to 15 minutes, five to 50 minutes, really, 
And then you invite them, if it makes sense, to find out more in one way, shape, form, or another. The fastest, most comprehensive, most simple path to cash is speaking. I know that's your, you know, your platform. Daily wit. Yeah, that's my 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 mantra as well. Correct. Yeah. So, and let me let me share. How many people, by a show of hands, here or in the recording, by a show of hands. How many of you, if I could share with you a super simple three-step process for literally, not figuratively, but literally getting anything you want on command and demand would be interested in knowing what those super simple three-step steps are. Here it is. And by the way, simplicity equals success here. It is the super simple VIP method for getting what you want, need, desire, and deserve. First, first and foremost, and always add value. That is the V in the VIP. Add value first, foremost, upfront in advance. Again, in all the conversation we've had, if I had to help you get this, would you be interested in at least continuing our relationship or conversation? The answer is almost a net and definitely yes. That said, that V has to do something very specific, something very measurable. So that V is the value that generates impact for others. That is a measurable result and outcome. So for instance, as a speaker, the value is I will do potentially, the potential value is I will serve you and your organization on my dime. I'll take all the risk and we'll do an event that costs you nothing. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to pay you for it. Then you do the event that generates absolute impact. Like there's money and value coming in. Now here's the caveat mTOR. When you do these events, you must absolutely imperative that you create value for people that you, you like love their socks off. They should walk out of your event barefoot because you have served them so well. You have literally loved their socks off. So that value that generates very specific impact, then and only then, unlike every other business model on the planet, then and only then do you profit. And when I say profit, I mean profit emotionally, spiritually, relationally, intellectually, and of course, as business leaders financially, because we got to make money, honey, too, right? Add value, generates impact or results for others. They will then loan you their influence and you will profit. Most other businesses do it the other way around. They do it PIV. Pay me and I'll generate some value for you. That's why I'm saying stop selling, start serving, and you will have instant, indelible, effective, even eloquent and elegant success. So how do we insert this model into somebody's status quo? So for example, the Let's use Rotary as an example. I, I mean, I, I have a good idea of what the answer might be, but a Rotary meets every week of the year and they want somebody to come and entertain them or give value for 20 minutes every meeting. Yep. And so obviously they could partner with you at many, many different levels. They can be a promotional partner. So in other words, you could already be working with a charitable cause group or organization, or you could be helping raise additional funds for them as well. So in other words, hey, listen, if 15 of your people show up, it will give you a percentage of the result from the people that show up in this room. So not only does your charitable cause group or organization win, but that chair, that uh, Rotary or Kiwanis or whatever social or civic club or faith-based group or organization also wins. See, the good news is with this model, you can be as generous as you want to be. Because if 100 people from your group or organization show up, you get rewarded for 100 people showing up. If nobody shows up, not only did it not cost you anything, 
you got the value of this live immersion training yeah. event. And, that, and you, we have to presume, forgive me for cutting in here, but we have to presume that what you do matters. And that sure. if you truly believe you have the cure for cancer in people's lives and their businesses and their relationship, their health or wealth or happiness, all areas and aspects of their life, whatever it is and however it is that you serve with your special brand of chocolatey goodness, we have to assume that you have the cure for cancer in their life or in their business. And so here's the thing, how awful, how ugly would we have to be not to at least invite people to at least be aware that there is a cure available without any pressure. So you have to say, I have a cure if you're interested. Right. Do I have to sell you on the cure for cancer? No. And of course, in the rotary situation, they all have events like blood drives and golf tournaments and things that you can contribute to and um, all that good stuff as well. Absolutely. Yeah. They're a civic group because they care. Chambers of Commerce have the same Exactly. Same drive, you know, exactly. and most of them have a venue that yep. that if you can help fill the venue, they'll share in the revenue for doing that. And they have membership drives and they want to give value to their motivated to give value to their members. Uh, yeah, I can't tell you how many times when I say funds and awareness, people say, wow, I was really delighted and excited by the money that came through the front door. But I will say the most important win for us is that we doubled the size of our club. So thank you for that, right? So awareness is as much part of the mix. And again, that's what's a value to them. That's why you can say I can add value to, but if it doesn't deliver an impact, like something that's of value and interest to you, then it's, is it really value at all? In other words, they say, here, take my broken down BMW and you can have it. Well, it doesn't work. What's the? I don't care what brand it is. It's just going to sit in my front driveway and now I got to pay to get rid of it. That's not VIP, right? So. Right, right. Well, and let's so let's keep talking about the model, if you don't mind. Um, no. Howard, do you have some examples of how some of your clients have have run with the VIP model? Yeah. Here's the good news: is that the way we serve, because our first, foremost, chief prime directive, as they would say on Star Trek, our prime directive is to create value. And one of those big value propositions that, especially with charitable cause groups or organizations is that we don't want you to fundraise. We'll take care of it for you. So we don't want you to do a thing. We just want you to accept in this example, maybe send, send, hit send on your email button. We'll create the content. We'll share the value. We'll grow all that stuff. You just hit send six to 12 times so we can at least let your audience know that this, this opportunity is available. So that's the heavy lifting they do because sadly, most charitable cause groups don't hire effective CEOs or EDs or executive directors. They hire fundraisers. Right. And uh, my aim, my utopian dream is to put charitable cause groups, nonprofit organizations out of business. And by that, I mean out of the business of fundraising and back into the business of serving to which their heart's desire is to do. Yeah. So... That being said, to answer your question a little bit more simply, that is, these groups and our organizations, listen, Jeff, if I said, uh, if I sent you a check, would you cash it? Yes. Okay. That's all they have to do. Right. That's I mean, we're asking them to, to send, you know, to share to their list and things like exactly. that, which they're obviously, there's no cost to them for doing those kind of things. And it's uh, a value. In other words, you're not doing six to 12 pitches. Right. 
you're creating real value. So it's like getting in front of that rotor for five to 50 minutes, but doing it six times in three minute increments and say, hey, Jeff Klein here today. Today, we're going to show you how to market your business at no cost and no expense. Well, here's a super simple three-step strategy. Today, we're going to ca- capture strategy one. And you do this in less than three minutes. You say, you know, inv- be invited to speak in front of social and civic groups of your target and key audience. Thank you. See you tomorrow or see you next time. Right. That's it. And then do number two is speak, create value. Step number three is invite them to take the next step, whatever that happens to be. Download my freemium. Here's a thing. Invite to an entry-level program or process or program that uh, buy my book, whatever it happens mm-hmm. to be. And there's, so that's it. And support the charity, obviously. And, and, and of course, because. all at the same time. So, super, you know, here's the good news. I only get paid when others get paid first. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, and that has been a, a well in excess of a $20 million success model. And if I can do it by myself, imagine what 10 of us could do. Imagine what 100 of us could do. Just going out, helping other charitable cause groups and organizations. Yeah, very good. I, I keep wanting to dig deeper and get more examples, but I don't want to bore the audience. Let's ask the audience if they have questions. Let's uh, see if uh, Lorraine or Dr. Laura have questions for us. It's okay if you don't, but if you do, we'd love to hear them. Well, I have a question. You're a performer. And so you have something that is a value that you, you can entertain. Whereas someone like myself, I have a story behind my, the reason why I'm teaching anger management. Mm-hmm. So would I be just telling my story? Is that what you would expect yeah, for I, me I, to I, tell I, my story about it? As opposed to telling them about anger management. This is an opportunity to create value. And no offense to anybody in my profession, my previous profession as a performer, there's by comparison to speaking, preaching, teaching, nagging, serving, supporting, encouraging, inspiration, transformation, all those things, the value of performing for the sake of performing pales. Like, as I said earlier on, if I could change your day or evening, in 90 minutes, or if I could change your forever in 90 minutes, I'm going to speak, preach, teach, train, nag, serve, support. So you haven't, you don't have the hurdle to overcome as a speaker, the hurdle I had to overcome so that you can go straight away into creating massive, incredible, ongoing, ongoing value for people. You just teach your best principles and practices and assuming that what you do and how you do it works, they get return on investment. So assuming you teach people to be less angry and more happy, listen. Yes. So for example, Lorraine, what are the the top five tips for me to keep from exploding or keep from expressing my anger in a harmful way? Okay. So the five steps that I have are Understanding your anger, understanding how it reacts with your body, finding out what your triggers are, filling your toolbox, and then negotiating a win-win. There you go. So if you go to a nonprofit that has something to do with people poorly using their anger and, and offer to do a class for the public, mm-hmm. you know, the, let's, let's do a class on how not to kick the dog uh, or whatever clever title you come up with, ending the chain of anger or something like that. And people who come to that class pay to be there. 
and you split the money with the nonprofit and or you offer your individual and group coaching programs to the people once you've given them those five things in the room, you then offer to work with the folks who want to work with you. And of course, the nonprofit gets a piece of, of whatever people buy from you as well. That's that's the model Dean is talking about, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's it's close, close enough. So that's the good news is it's your business. You get to do with it as you please. Your entire job is to help people. So in this case, you help the nonprofit help the people that help them on a regular basis. So obviously, here's one powerful distinction that are they going to invite homeless and hungry people if that's what who they serve? Typically, the answer will be no. They don't have the resources not only to show up, but they don't have the resources to invest in the training itself and then the potential or opportunity to advance their education and relationship with you at the end of the day should you decide to make that invitation. That being said, who are the people that support these charitable cause groups and organizations? Well, they're people of means. And by that, I mean... People who have resources, by that I mean people who are C-suite executives, who are high-performing sales professionals, who are entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, micropreneurs, all the preneurs, right? All of those people. So those are the people that typically, and who are, what are they, what's most of value and important to them is to grow their result-getting business outcomes so they can be more generous with that charitable cause group or organization. Right. It's the, because they're successful at what they do that they want to learn to become more successful so they can be more generous. So it's kind of a, a, a self-feeding model. And yes, it's uh, there's a three steps to what we teach, which is ESP. And it's not mind reading. It is events and then sponsorships and then programs, products, profits. Right. So you do an event that is highly leveraged and you get highly sponsored and then you love their socks off on that day. And then you serve them at the end of the day, you invite them to go maybe a little bit deeper through a process. How much, you know, how much can you do in a half day, full day, or even a multi-day event to change the culture, change their, transform their lives. Well, most people say not much. I mean, Tony Robbins, God bless him, the superior being in this industry of being able to help people literally on a moment's notice will we'll say that, hey, if you really want to make a transformation, you need to go deeper. You need to go into the next level that we don't have time to go. Time is our enemy. I'm sorry we ran out of time. I'd love to teach you the 27 steps of our seven-step conversation today, but there just isn't any more time. If you'd like to know more, if it makes sense with no pressure, I invite you to uh, explore that option and opportunity. If I'm not mistaken, you could also set up something where people sponsor those constituents who can't necessarily afford to come to a training. Yeah, sponsor is a whole conversation that has generated literally millions of dollars and can be done in so many different ways. And here's the thing, because it's your business, Jeff, because it's your business, Lorraine, because it's your business, Laura, because it's your business, everybody right? You get to choose how much or how little of that you want to include in your mix. You can do an event and make six, seven figures very, very easily as a professional presenter, simply by helping nonprofit groups on a ticket sales event only basis. Here's the thing. I think personally, you're leaving 
not only money, but impact in the VIP model. You're leaving value and impact on the table by not allowing local champions champions to participate with you because they want access to these same people, the same audience, the same business leaders, the same donor base, the same on and on. And that's a new audience for them. And for a small participation fee, they can be a champion in your event as well. And then, of course, it would be irresponsible. Like I said, if you had the cure for cancer and you failed to make the invitation and offer Mm -hmm. to get the cure, how awful would you have to be as a human being to let that slide, to let that go? So I think we have an obligation, not a responsibility, not an opportunity, but but an obligation to invite people to go deeper and further if we have the cure. Make sense? Sure, absolutely. Answer your question, Lorraine. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, giving giving them the information and changing their lives, as you said, making a difference and giving them hope that there is something out there. And I think that if they can lead with that, then that's good. Exactly. Thanks. So to go deeper with Dean Hankey, how do people reach out to you to do that? Sure. Uh, let me give you some free gifts. No ugly opt-in, slimy sales page, funky funnels or overt offers. Uh, This is a 100% free gift page, and that is payitforwardandprofit.com. And there's actually a series of trainings on there that go deep on this process, that walk you step-by-step, A, B, C, one, two, three. And here's the thing. I'm not looking to sell courses or trainings or programs or any of that stuff. I'm looking to make a difference in the world. If, if one or two or three guys can generate in excess of $20 million for charitable cause groups, imagine what, again, a group of us could do. And so my job, my aim is simply to empower more people to do this process. Now, we were as absolutely stunningly clear as we possibly could be with that insight and information. Some people will want some help. And here's my super slimy, heavy-handed, arm-twisting sales pitch. You want to see it? It's gross. It's offensive. If you are of weak mind or heart, avert your gaze. This could be painful. Are you ready? Here we go. This is no joke. This is exactly what I do when it comes to the time for an offer and opportunity. This is super slimy. Ready? Would you like some help with that? Okay, I'm done. That's my entire pitch because some people want some help with that. Yeah. If they don't, guess what? They get our big digital hug. We've had people take just one of the one half hour video that we shared with him, 45 minutes later, generated almost $40,000 just doing what we told him to do. So you don't need me. You don't need us. You don't need this program or process. If you want some help, we're happy to help. And we have ways to do that. But pay it forward and profit.com. Free tools, gifts, resources, assets, information things to help you grow your business starting today. Amazing. Excellent stuff. And I still want to hear some stories about when you were seven and performing at the elementary schools, but we'll, uh, we'll share that another time. Great. Um, Pay it forward and profit folks. And I will say that something we forget to do sometimes is circle back around and say, thank you. Oh yeah. So when somebody does help you, whether you get help from them by their generosity or by hiring them and paying them to help you. Let's acknowledge those who've helped us and use our social media power to tell other people because then you are helping them as well, all the way around and bring it full circle. So I wanna make sure I thank Dean Hankey for 
for being here, for being generous and having me on his show. Uh, that recording is still out there. We met because of a Zoom just like this, where we were on together with uh, Deborah Eckerling. So thanks to Big Deb for that. Yeah. And uh, Deb Ruary is coming up in a few weeks. Uh, but I want to make sure I acknowledge Deborah. And thank you, Lorraine and Dr. Laura. And we had Precious show up on the clubhouse and listen to much of this recording. So thank you for that. And uh, thank you to everybody who has supported me and Speaker Co-op over the years. This Behind the Lectern is the latest and I believe will be the greatest iteration of telling the story about people's journey in and around and through speaking for fun, for business, for entertainment, for profit, and for the good of all. Thanks, everybody. If you're in the top 25% of the fastest times, Wow, what a great speaker. Where did you find him? You know, I used to have trouble finding speakers. Then someone told me about speakercoop.com. Speakercoop.com? What's that? It's a website full of speakers who speak to groups like ours. How did you decide which speaker to choose? The website lets you search for speaker by topic. You can even type one search word in and find all the speakers who have that word in their topic. Then you can read the speaker's bio to see if they're a fit for your group. That sounds great. Yes, I'm using speakercoop.com to find all the speakers for our group this year. I've got to find a speaker for our luncheon next month. This will make it easy. I'm going to go to speakercoop.com. And over and over again. Thanks for joining us on Behind the Lectern. You can find an archive of our episodes at behindthelectern.com. You can also access useful speaking information at speakercoop.com forward slash education. Join us next time for another great speaker journey with an expert and our host, Jeff Klein. We'll catch you next time.